0: Hello, it's Danielle. It's a Thursday edition of my podcast with love Danielle, which means it's Q&A day. What do you need to know before we get into this? You need to know I don't have sponsors right now for my podcast because I just want to keep this really clean. So once in a while I may talk about things that I'm up to. I record this while right now I'm in my back studio with the doors open. You're going to hear the sounds of my East Vancouver neighborhood. And sometimes I swear you need to know that. It's just the way it goes. Today's question is about friendship. It comes from a woman named Gina. I'm not going to share her last name because the question was delivered with such beautiful vulnerability. Here it is. This question has been dancing around inside of me, so I must ask. Formulating the question into words for you here has me in a wellspring of emotions, including sadness, loss, inadequacy, and deep curiosity. I'm going to focus on the well and curious parts and believe that in my asking there is hope for an answer. Here's a question. Here goes. How do you navigate making new friends? I've thought about this question a lot and have come to understand that at stages of life we make friends naturally, in school and after-school activities, in college, then as couples and moms and in our jobs. These shared experiences make bonding easier and friendships easier to find. At a certain point, those situations aren't happening as readily, and our circle gets smaller. I'm single, self-employed, way past college, childless, and have moved a few times. I've experienced the pain of lost friendships. I've grieved them more than lost love. Because girlfriends, they are a life source when our closest is no longer close? How do we cultivate richness with someone new when so much life has already happened? It feels so vulnerable to admit I'm bestie friendless. Do women want new friends in their late 40s or are they already set and I'm the only one looking? Ah, thank you for that layered from the depths Lucid, articulate, open question that invites so many people in who feel the same way, and so many people in who have rich and abundant friendships to value those friendships even more. And for those of us sort of in the middle of the road to look at how we can value what we have and bring new people into our lives. Anyway, I love it. Thank you. You may have heard me say before that friendships are my primary religion, so I really get this, and I have some suggestions that might help. One, acknowledge the beauty of your desire. What you're expressing here, the longing, the craving, the need, and the very healthy, like both primal and divine want to be in sisterhood, in humanness, it's so life-affirming. It's so vibrant, and it's so right in terms of how to live a sweeter life, how to expand, how to be of service. So if you consider yourself someone who's on the path of personal development and service and making a difference in the world, you're already doing it by living in this question. I think friendship is the Well, you know this. Your awareness of this is in the question. Friendship is, it's the medicine, it's the elixir that we need right now more than ever. So acknowledge the beauty of your desire. Practical suggestions. I have two kinds of ways of doing this. You mentioned all the things in the earlier decades of our life that make it easier to find friends, jobs, classes, being in school. And this is the thing about seeking friendship and connection. Not only do you get to have the bounty of that love, but you're going to expand just the search itself expands you as a person. It brings more flavor, dimension, color into your life. Go where the people are, basically. It's classes, it's choirs. It's volunteer opportunities. I mean, all of these things, we could turn the question in a different direction and say, how do I expand my life? How do I become more alive? How do I refine my intellect? How do I become more freely self-expressive? It's the same route. Classes, choirs, volunteer opportunities, yoga workshops particularly, not just going to yoga class because nobody talks to each other in yoga class anymore, unfortunately, unless... You've taken a class with Ian Finn, that's E-O-I-N-F-I-N-N, travels the world, one of my favorite yoginis, he gets you to hug and high-five, and it's great. Also, Wesley in Vancouver at Semper Viva, <laughs> even when I'm not in the mood as an introvert on the yoga mat, is turn to your neighbor and give him a high-five just for being awesome. I'm like, oh, Wesley, not tonight, just make me sweat, but I'm so glad you make me do the high-fives because love. Back to where the people are. And how you expand. So the, if the question were, how do I expand and enrich my soul? You could replace that question with, how do I connect with people and create friendships? The route is the same. Retreats and conferences. This is why whenever I speak at any gig, and I'm very specific about where I show up, I go where there is resonance. I speak to essentially friends. And family friends and family in terms of heart and consciousness and mostly for me that means it is women-centric community organizations and events that are focused on raising consciousness culture change and wellness anybody else I'm busy and any every time I get on stage I always begin with gratitude but more specifically it's it's not For me being there, it's gratitude that somebody has had the courage, the resolve, raised the money and done all the organizing to bring people together in one group for one interest because where two or more are gathered, there is so much going on, so much power and potential there. So I think spending the money, saving the money, getting the scholarship To get to conferences that are aligned with your values is really powerful stuff. And conferences, gatherings, festivals, at least the good ones and good lighting that aren't bad ideas and lots of plastic and lots of of waste, there's so much hope for our future in our gathering and the collecting and harnessing of our energy. So another route on a smaller scale, book clubs. Conversation groups slash salons in your own living room or your own space. I know it's like, it's a little nerve wracking. This is going to require courage, as all fruit growing and harvesting does. I'm not giving you a pitch for my own stuff here, but you know, Desire Map book clubs, the outline is free. It's on my website. I'll put a link in the podcast notes for you. You could reach out on Facebook. You could invite two friends to bring two other friends and ha- have a conversation in your living room, at a cafe, in the back of a library, in the park on a sunny day about how you most want to feel. Go through the process together. Excavate your core desired feelings. Look at what you're grateful for and why. Look at what you want to change and what you want to revolutionize in your own life and beyond your life. Find a topic. Desire mapping is a really good one. Find a topic of deep meaning to you. And it just takes three people to go deeper. If you don't have three people in your life, find one person who has another person. Let me tell you about the story of what has become one of the most nourishing sources in my life. story known as The Goddess Group. Almost 10 years ago, a friend of a friend invited some women she did not know to her home on a snowy night to have a potluck dinner. And this is how it went. She invited three women and asked each of them to invite one more awesome women to just get together and talk about whatever came up. And what happened was there was a snowstorm that night. Only five of us could show up with our various assortments of weird potluck things. And the five of us, are still meeting almost every month after a decade. And the beauty of that, more than just the collection of us, is the diversity within us. One of us now lives in Kenya. She Skypes in, and sometimes when she's in the city, we all get together. The age ranges from late 40s to 70. An event planner, an urban planner, a podcaster, and a death doula. Like, wow. So a friend always has a friend. And so much beauty and nourishment can come of that. All right, the last layer to this, I hope I think, is being in a constant practice of gratitude for the love and friendship that already exists in your life in whatever form it's showing up in. It's the person at work who offers a kind gesture to you. It's the conversation with a distant friend you never see. It might even be, I know this might sound a bit ironic, but there might be something to honoring the memories of the nourishing friendships you had, just creating that energy of fondness and letting that flow to see how life is always supporting you through connection and sisterhood and humanhood because that gratitude brings you into the present, and from the present, you create the reality that you most want. So, yeah. And my experience is, I'm just doing a mental inventory right now of the women in my life who are between 30 and 70. <laughs> and all of us definitely love and celebrate new friendships. I mean, there's been times in my life where I'm like, God, I don't need another new friend. And that was really coming from a place of fatigue and overwhelm and I yeah, just like out of balance with my own health in a way. But the more I've restored my health, and come out to meet life, and therefore be more vibrancy. Bring my own self to life, my light to the light. The more open I am to new friendships, different kind of people, in a sweet way, in a divine way, the less boundaries I have. I'm much more flexible in a way with who shows up and bringing people into my home. I'll tell you how I'm actually... In my own life, developing in a really intentional way more and deeper friendships. I'm planning to host dinner parties once a month or at least every other month in my home for the coming year. And one of my core desired feelings is celebration. And that's an expression of that. And I'm also deeply aware that community is our salvation. And what can I do immediately in my life? Invite as many people as I can fit around my table. And this is how I'm starting to do it. I send an invite out to 10 people and it's really kind of first come, first serve in terms of dates and who can show up. And I'm not over curating it. Like, will that person be good with that person seated next to them? Are they going to engage? Is that going to be a brain match, a network net? None of that. Who cares? We're all in this together. It's whoever shows up as is. Um, because I have four planets in Virgo, I used to really disdain potlucks because you never know what you're eating, what kind of kitchen I got cooked in, and none of the plates match or the, the containers. <laughs> but now I'm just like, fuck, I don't even cook. So what right do I have to not hate potlucks? And it's just too stressful to cry. So sometimes I ask people to bring things. And yeah, well, spring of life. And I'm going to start extending the invites just as we did in the now called goddess group where I'm inviting the one person I know to bring one person that they want to bring. So my guest brings a guest who I do not know fucking radical for me to have strangers in my house. <laughs> but that's life and that's love. And that's how we answer the deep soulful ever so natural human calling to build friendship. Yeah. So blessings gratitude. Thank you for asking that question. I know so many people need to hear the answer to that. And may life Rain down the blessing of true friendship on you, on all of us. Hey, but you know what? I want to say one more thing. (laughs) This often happens when I press pause or stop and I wrap a podcast. I think, oh, just, I didn't, but I'm going to. Life after 40, wow, we're just beginning. You know, I never, I never discuss age. I sometimes get requests to do interviews, talk about what's what's it like being in your 40s? And I'm like, what, what does it matter? My age has no bearing on my passion, on my focus, on, my, on how I love and show up in the world. Howevs. Since you brought it up, Gina, in the question about friendship, how do you create new friendships when so much of life has already happened? Ah, sister, I want to tell you, so much of life is about to happen. Yeah. 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 And for myself, I have some before and afters in my life in terms of friendship. There's been a number of friendships that dissolved and broke down. There were fractures in them and it was clear, just like, let's let it be and let's move on. There were some friendships that, you know, we just, in the proverbial sense, we just grew apart and went in different directions. And my noticing has been that with major sea changes of friendship in my life where, you know, there was a passage where I was no longer with a group anymore or a couple of friends you know new friends came in and not so much took their place but i had more room in my heart for someone fresh to show up and by fresh i don't mean just new i mean deeper resonance same passions for the interests of our lives and The new people in my life bring in a quality like I'm I'm just noticing these key characteristics of people in this decade of my life. Is there's a kind of a gentleness to them? There's an openness to them, and we all want to make a difference in the world in our own way and have a great fucking time doing it. All that to say, love magnetizes more love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, I just wanna jump in with a philosophy here that's attached to something I'm offering. How we regard our past, how we perceive our past, influences our future. So the more conscious we get about what we just went through and created, the more we're increasing our chances to create a future That's something that we really desire. We move closer to our ideals. So I've got a webinar called Review to Renew. It's about proactive living versus reactionary living. It's about looking at the past so you can get in front of the change. It's an inventory for your past year or the last six months of your life from the inside out. It's not looking at just what happened and what went down. It's looking at how you felt about it all and what you really learned on a soul level. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. It's rich and juicy stuff. So easy to register and it's free. Go to daniellelaporte.com slash renew. It's a really beautiful practice. I've done it in my own life for the last few years. Promise you'll get something out of this. See you there. Thank you so much for listening, for feeling, for spreading the word. You can find me here in a new episode every Thursday and every Sunday. With love.